This is Ryan Watches a Movie, where we get our friend Ryan to watch a movie and tell us what he thought. Gun balls out in the lobby yard. Watching the Grubbian Crawl. Magi. <laughs> if you're listening to this, don't even waste your time. Hello and welcome to Ryan Watches a Movie. This is episode number 179. My name's Adam Patterson. With me today, Kevin Rakestraw. How you doing there, Kevin? I'm good. <laughs> All right. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. Uh, nothing. We're also joined by Ryan Holes. How are you? Given your internet connection, suck dick. Well, he's he said he was having a storm, so that might be affecting it. Yeah, because you guys sound ridiculous. It's just skipping. I'm only able to hear like your fourth word you say. Cool. Okay. Be well, an let's awesome just one. let's just try to plow through it here. Ryan, what movie did we have you watch this week? Colorwheel. Color Wheel picked this in honor of Queen of Earth coming out this week. Same director, we're talking about Alex Ross Perry. This came out in 2011. It stars Carlin Altman and uh, Alex Ross Perry. I have a synopsis here. JR has broken up with his with her professor. She enlists her nervous and obnoxious younger brother Colin to take a short road trip in order to help move out her belongings. They bicker and fight with one another and pretty much anybody they encounter before being brought to a place of togetherness and understanding as a result of being pushed away by everybody in their lives except one another. Ryan, tell us a little bit about the color wheel. Well, uh, I thought it turned out funny. I thought it was going to be pretty decent the whole through. Um, this JR girl breaks up with her boyfriend, who is her college professor. And she calls on her brother to help her move her stuff out. Because I think secretly she's trying to make the professor think that he shouldn't have broken up with her and he did the wrong thing and he's, she's just trying to impress, impress him. And so they go on this trip to his house and they get there and they're met with the professor having a young female there. Who is obviously his companion, his new companion. Is that Caitlin Scheel? It's been a while since I've seen this. Yeah. It has been a while. And uh, when when she finds all this out, she has to talk to the professor alone. And they immediately start arguing. And eventually her and her brother leave. They end up running into one of her other friends, her old friend, who is having a party. And they they think that her brother, they ask if her brother is still fat like he was when they were younger. And she says no, and they said, okay, we'll bring him to this party. And it's an only... The brother was also had a crush on the one girl when they were younger. So they go to this party, and the the brother ends up making out with this girl. And then immediately after arguing and throwing up, 
so apparently he didn't like it. And early in the movie, uh, the brother and sister made the kiss because they're staying in the honeymoon suite. And the guy doesn't believe they're married, so they have the kiss. And he also throws up at that point. So this brother guy does a lot of throwing up. This <laughs> <laughs> uh, as the as they, they leave this party, they go to their grandparents' cabin, and they start talking and. They eventually have sex, and then the brother returns to his girlfriend, and the JR returns to him, and that's it. <laughs> I'm trying my best not to focus on the fact that brother and sister had sex. Yeah, that's a pretty big... Because it's fucking gross. That's a pretty big moment. In the movie, I would say. It's the culminating moment. Major spoiler the there, bad. if you haven't seen the color wheel. It's the movie that made me want to throw up. Instead of the brother, ah, okay. I want to throw up. And throughout the movie, like, maybe halfway through, like, everything's cool. And actually, maybe laugh out loud a few times. And then all of a sudden... There's no hands of drop that the brother and sister are gonna hug up. And you spend 45 minutes saying, please, no. <laughs> and then <laughs> it's over. <laughs> and it's over. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, the, the sexual tension between them starts pretty early on. Because I... I didn't rewatch the whole thing, but I rewatched maybe the first 25, 30 minutes of this. And uh, the, there's a scene fairly early on when she gets food on her shirt and she has to change it. And there's that kind of lingering scene where he's buttoning up her shirt. Yeah. So that's when you first kind of feel like, hmm, there's something going on here. Something, something's in the air. Now, when you rewatch this, Adam, when that happened, did you spend the rest of your movie thinking to yourself, Oh, please don't, like Ryan did. <laughs> no, well, sort of, but I mean, I knew, I, since I already saw it, I knew where it was going. I still didn't want it to happen, of course. So yeah, I was still kind of like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so what did you think of this movie overall, Ryan? It was, I mean, like I said, at the beginning of being alive, there, the brothers, uh, the brother kind of reminds me of me a little bit. Uh, and they also had a kid in a wheelchair, which also made it laugh. And he reminded me a lot of me. He reminds me of Lena Dunham. Yes. It did feel like, kind of like, yes. I think he kind of looks like Lena Dunham, and I think he acts like Lena Dunham in this movie. It's just, there's lots of quick talking. I don't know how yeah, to that... describe it. Yeah, lots of very fast conversations, very realistic conversations, at least to me, the speed at which they speak to each other. Yeah. Would you call this a mumblecore movie, Kevin? Uh, probably not. 
think it's really mumblecore. Or maybe it is a mumblecore. I don't really know what a mumblecore movie is, to be honest. To me, it's kind of a... It's it's sort of one, but the fact that it's kind of a road trip movie and more happens other than just the conversations between the brother and sister. Oh, you mean like it, it's just well <laughs> <laughs> that, but just the interactions they have with other people. To me, that that strays away from the whole mumblecore thing. Whereas when I think of mumblecore, I think of it as just conversations between people in maybe one or two locations. Nothing really happening. They're not really and very anything. yeah, and very very sparse cinematography. Whereas this movie has very deliberate cinematography. So it's shot in black and white. Ryan, what did you think of the the black and white cinematography? Uh, I didn't really care for it. I like the uh, greeny part, though. This is interesting. You, you you like you like that it's grainy. I think that that's uh interesting because I think a lot of people wouldn't like that, right? I mean, I like film grain, sure. It is it is kind of odd that you're you, that you're into the grain, but not. What is it about the black and white that you don't like? Are you just not a fan? I just just don't like the whole black and white. Like, I don't know. I'd rather have colors. You just don't like that aesthetic. Yeah. So this is in general, not just specifically for this movie. You just don't like black and white in general. Correct. Now, to me, this had a... a, This looked like Clerks to me. Did you get that kind of vibe from it? Clerks look... Yeah. I feel like the comedy is also on the same level as Clerks, where it's uh, mostly conversation-based. All good comedy is just conversation-based. Yeah, really, definitely. I mean, for us, if you think about it, like everything that we always talk about when we really like something, it's dialogue-based. Yeah, it's the throwaway lines, really. That, that's oh, yeah. what really does it for me. <laughs> it's all about them throwaway lines. Yeah, if a comedy doesn't have a lot of throwaway lines in it, I'm I'm not as I'm not gonna like it as much. But the guy seemed like he was way more comfortable with the quick conversations than anyone else. Yeah, yeah. What so? What did you think of the uh, overall the acting performances overall? The acting was terrible, except Mm. for the two main people. They're okay. But everyone else, uh, it just felt like everyone else was reading lines off a piece of paper and they going home. <laughs> like they were trying to get out of there real quick. It, I think that now, I don't know the behind-the-scenes production stuff with this movie, but it seemed like a lot of the people involved were non-actors. Um, one that sticks out is the... The Christian hotel owner guy, like he was, he was terrible. That scene was hilarious, but that guy was not a good actor, and he just didn't. He didn't seem like that was his profession. You know, he seemed more like he really does own a hotel. Okay, now why why do that? If you're trying to make a movie that people enjoy, except for the incest. Why do that when I use a good, decent actor? Well, I think there's a couple reasons for 
filmmakers to want to use non-actors. One is authenticity. If you're going to a specific place, it feels more authentic if you grab people from the community and use them. The second is budget. It, it, this this was uh, yeah. this was a no-budget movie, and using non-union actors is a lot cheaper than having all union actors. So I think those are the two main reasons. I don't know his specific reasons behind casting in this movie. Well, I, I wonder if he just, you know, went into that hotel and was like, hey, I need to, can I film in here? And the guy's stipulation was like, I have to be in your movie, though. Have to no. be in it. Could be. I mean, yeah, there could be some sort of uh, gentleman's agreement <laughs> there. Because honestly, if I owned a hotel and you came in and you're like, I want to film, I'd be like, dude, I have to be in your movie. I have to play the owner of the hotel. Sorry. I have to play the creepy owner of the hotel. I mean, he has all the he has all the experience, man. Yeah. Who's gonna do it better? It's except for this guy, apparently, which I don't <laughs> remember him. You don't remember him? He was but the he wasn't good. He was like the super weird, creepy Christian guy that made them kiss in front of each other, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, I don't allow fornicators in here, and. And then at first they were like, "Oh, we're brother and sister. We just we're we have the same last name." And then he's like, "Well, that's even worse." And then they were like, "Oh, we're just kidding. We're we're actually married." And he's like, "Well, then kiss." It was actually a really funny scene, which which. No, I think me. you got the essence of nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. You're, you're I'm sure. Me lying. reciting <laughs> that line, completely paraphrasing every line, was just as funny as in the actual movie. Yeah, no, uh, you nailed it. When I rewatched part of this, I found that it was I found myself laughing more than the first time around. So, I don't know if it's just where I'm maybe the first time I saw it I wasn't in this good of a mood or whatever, but I found it a lot funnier the second time around. Yeah, revisit this one. Yeah, I think I think you definitely should, especially cuz you liked it even more than I did and I liked it a lot. The whole time you we were thinking yourself Please don't fuck your sister. And then it happened anyway. Yeah, that. The movie, the movie never listens. Just a heads up. I've tried that numerous times to try and get a movie to not do something, but it always does it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Alex Ross Perry's other other movies. Excuse me. Um, he really doesn't have a huge filmography. As of yet, he did one movie before The Color Wheel, and that's Impelex. Have you seen that, Kevin? I have not seen that. I do want to see it. Yeah, I'm actually curious to see that, too, because he, the movie that he did after The Color Wheel was Listen Up, Philip, which came out last year, and uh, both, of us, both of us were big fans of that one, and then Queen of Earth, and that's, that's pretty much it. He did a segment on The Sixth Year, I don't know what that is. And it looks yeah. like he directed a TV series called uh, The Traditions. Okay. I'm not, sh- not sure what that is, but... I wonder if that's this, based on the, the book. Taken. Don't know. Looks so. like looks like Rick Alverson was a segment director on that sixth year. Oh, we're going to have to check out this sixth yeah. year business. Yeah, it stars Ken Tucker oddly. I'm in. Yeah. You, I'm in. you don't have to say anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm, in. I'm watching it. Yeah, there's no plot either. There's no plot. I don't, in the need, I don't need one. <laughs> it can just be those guys sitting around watching. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to look into this because I'm not. I'm not sure what that is, but I'm interested. 
now, Ryan, are you interested in seeing any of his other films based on the color wheel? No. No? <laughs> I don't know anything about any of them. Well, I know, but based, what if, based what if on... I told, what if I told you that none of them have incest besides the one that you saw? If they have incest, some wheelchairs on men. Oh, you are in if they oh. have incest. No, like I'm incest. sorry. No incest, <laughs> and yes to wheelchairs. Yes to wheelchairs, no to incest. Okay. I, don't, I don't think Queen Earth has any wheelchairs. No, it doesn't. I, well, what is that about? Queen of Earth? Yeah. We'll get to that in just a second after we give you your drum roll here. Listen yeah, up, Phil. Listen up, Philip. I mean, his other movies are in, in color, so that's something. Hey, so listen up, Philip. I think that has a wheelchair, right? Yes, it does. Remember the yeah. his friend at the bar? Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. That's all, Ryan, right there. Ryan, meet your new favorite movie. I feel as though Ryan, that you should start with the help of Adam. You should start a database of wheelchairs that wheelchair characters. That appear in movies. There might already be one on Letterboxd. I feel like movie database. <laughs> yeah, we could at least start a list on Letterboxd. I mean, there might already be one. For all we know, there's lists for everything on that site. Yeah. Oh, here we go. The first one should definitely be the visitor. What's the movie you had me watching for this for the podcast? Ah, uh, something in me. Something in you? Something in me. Mac and me? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mac, Mac and me is on this list. I found a top wheelchair films list from American Guy. It's only got 18 movies on it, though. Oh, uh, we can add to that list for oh, sure. Is, is The Visitor on the list? The Visitor's not even on the list. Oh, come on. Unbelievable. It's one of the greatest scenes in cinema history. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And I would imagine the cake, what is it, cake eater or cake eaters? She's not She's not in a wheelchair in that, though, is she? Oh, she is, she's not? I don't think so. Maybe at the what? very end, but I don't I don't think so. I don't think they go that, that far. No, I don't think so. She's, she's still able to walk around a little bit. Gotcha. What about the, uh, the kid from uh, Kids? That rolls on the skateboard and says, I have no legs. It's not a kid. That was like a middle-aged man. Well, and is that, do you consider that a wheelchair? That is not. I don't think that that scene's long enough. I think we need to set rules. There has to, it has to be a certain length in order for it to, to count. Yeah. I think, Dumb and, like, I think Dumb and Dumber would count. The kid from Dumb and Dumber. Uh, yeah, I think you would have to go with either, like, screen time or like the number of lines maybe yeah or, ju- or just some sort of bearing on the plot yeah the dude the guy from also one of my favorite wheelchair characters the guy from texas chainsaw massacre mm. yes because he was such a tool uh let's go ahead and give you a drum roll for this movie ryan what do you give the color wheel well i was really struggling and it was a five Say fucking number. I saw incest. So I went down to four. Oh shit. I saw wheelchair. Yeah, so I went back up to a five. <laughs> I love that you're walking us through it. <laughs> okay, so it's a five. I dipped down. That's the power of the wheelchair right there. Did the wheelchair 
is able to bring you back from incest. I mean, that's powerful. It's only because it was a comedic wheelchair scene. Gotcha. I don't, I don't now, even remember was, this scene at all. What if it was a dramatic wheelchair scene? I don't know if I care for that. What, dramatic wheelchair scenes? Yeah. I asked uh, that called in a ways back, and he said that he thinks that comedy is like my way of not letting my disease win. Gotcha. Okay. So, so what, what was I, the question yeah. that you that you proposed to him, just out of curiosity? Oh, what? Him. Like, if he watched Family Guy or <laughs> any comedy things, because Joe, I want to be like Joe. And it makes me, I love to laugh. Okay. His you want to be like Joe from Family Guy? My thing is comedy. He okay. explained that that's going to help me both don't let the disease win. And it made sense. I don't want to like be a dick or anything and rain on your parade for Kyle love, but I think me and Adam could have told you that. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you ask us these questions, <laughs> dick? Because, God. Because you guys are normies. Oh, we're normies, so we, we're not good enough. <laughs> we, we're not allowed to have insights. Come on. Jesus. I just like wanted to ask somebody else with the same because I was trying to find out how similar his life and my life are. Mm-hmm. So I was just comparing what he's doing what I'm into. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. Let's talk about Queen of Earth. Now, you're you're an Elizabeth Moss fan, right? You like her Quite a bit, don't you? Are you talking me? Yeah, you. It's your oh, show. I don't know that name. Elizabeth Moss. You, just a few weeks ago, you're like, I really like her, but she's a Scientologist. Elizabeth Moss is a Scientologist? Yes. What? What news? Scientologist. Well, I don't know who she is. I looked it up. Wow. That's unfortunate. What movie is she in? Mad Men? The show? <laughs> Uh, okay. I mean that's what that's what that's what she's most known for. Are you a fan of Mad Men? Do you like when the men get mad? I like it. So I get throwback. The old throwback. The old throwback. The old period piece. <laughs> uh, Queen of Earth's more. It's kind of a psychological thriller. Are you interested in it at all? <laughs> Depends how good the twist is. Oh man, the twist is. Eh. <laughs> I love how you, you you played it up. You're like, oh man, the twist is. Eh. That's how you do it. It's called the old misdirect. It's about a woman's slow descent into madness after oh, her after shit. her dick bag boyfriend dumps her right after her dad dies. Oh man, what? Catherine Waterston is in it. All right, so you were kind of meh on the color wheel, middle of the road for you, and you are not interested in Queen of Earth? No. It's what grainy. About... Oh, it's got that grain. It's got that film grain. It's got that grain. 
Legend now for me. Hmm. Okay. That's a just uh, plus one. You'll stick with the more grounded psychological thrillers like Gothica. Um. Sure. Well, how about what about uh, Alex Ross Perry is writing the new Winnie Pooh? What about that? No idea what you just said. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh, you mean? Winnie the Pooh. As long as they don't have fucking incest in the Winnie <laughs> More than likely they are. A lot of incest going on in the Hundred Acre Woods. <laughs> oh, my. As long as Winnie the Pooh or don't fuck, I mean, then. All right, any final thoughts, Ryan, on Queen of Earth or the color wheel? Incest sucks. Wheelchairs are cool. <laughs> Okay. Cool. Right. Words have never been spoken. There we there we have it. Incest sucks. Wheelchairs are cool. Uh, I think that that'll wrap it up for the week. Send us your questions. Podcastfilmpulse.net is the address. Follow us on Twitter at filmpulsenet at filmpulsekevin and at my legs don't work. And consider subscribing to our Patreon page at patreon.com/filmpulse and help support us for as low as one dollar per month. For Kevin Rakestraw and Ryan Holes, my name's Adam Patterson. We'll see you on Monday. See you later.